I'm recording. I'm going to use a line that I learned from my wife, which is, she says this about herself, which is total ridiculousness, but I'm so ugly that my face ID will not open my phone. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, oh good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. This is You'll Die Trying. That's Nathan Morris. Did it sound like me or no? Yeah, it sounded like you totally. Good, good. Well, I have um, total like morning voice. You have good morning voice. You have, I'm fresh off the boat week, what, uh, with the weekend boat. Yeah, what a weekend. It was a good weekend. It was, it was good. Fun. It was that good. Was it was really good fun. to spend time with you and, and, uh, and Megan and some other friends mm-hmm. enjoying things. That was yes. lovely. We went to uh, the Hospice Spring Fling. Hospice of Western Kentucky is a not-for-profit hospice organization here in Western Kentucky. A lot of hospices are for profit. This one, however, relies on donations. And our funeral home is a proud partner and contributor to this organization and movement. And I serve on the board. We, of course, sponsor the event and the funeral home got a table. So, Dr. Carol Joy. We're grateful for the invitation, by the way. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And then a bunch of other friends got to sit at the table. It was yeah, nice. It great was, people. It was really nice. It, it beat last night. year. I do have to say, last year when we walked in, it was. It was so somber. It, it was, was like, like a somber uh, post-funeral meal. Well, it felt like they were imitating what you would experience if you were really going into a hospice situation. Right. That, there was no music playing. You could literally hear the forks people hitting breathing. the teeth of the people eating. It was it was very uh, awkward, to say the least. That was last year. This year was nice. It was, it was very nice. Well, I'm glad uh, to be back with you, uh, Nathan, and for us to be back with our listeners on You'll Die Trying, a podcast by podcasters for people who want to podcast, and it's all about podcasting for podcasters. Yeah. No, it's actually not true. Let's never talk about podcasting again. Okay. <laughs> Have a good song. Are you excited about your trip? Yes. Tell us where you're going. I'm going to Denver, Colorado. Megan and myself are hopping on a plane in Nashville here in about, I don't know, a few hours. I probably should know because that would mean I would need to be leaving. We're going to Denver. Why Denver? We love it. If we didn't have the funeral homes, we would move there. Okay. I love it. Yeah, it's a Denver, beautiful city. Yes, you, can do it. you can do horseback riding or, of course, you're skiing and so forth. You can go uh, walking on walking trails and running trails throughout the city of Denver. You can do sporting events. You could do fine eating. You can go sightseeing. I mean, literally your backyard or the mountains. Yeah. So the views are incredible. The views are incredible. And I don't, people ask a lot, do you think if you lived here, like this view would get old? And I don't think it would. No. Just because you see it every day doesn't mean it has to get old. Kind the perspectives like, change all the time. So if you're in a different part, like you look and you're like, oh my God, the mountains look totally different. Yeah. And I just really admire that and appreciate it. Now, the first day or two, I'm exhausted and one beer gets me drunk because of the altitude change. Oh, yeah. But I've never had an altitude 
sickness issue. It um, doesn't make me sick. It just makes me sleepy. Sleepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going there. Need to unplug, which got me thinking about the importance of him unplugging. Mm. And I want to chat with you about that because I am sure you have so many instances where people that you serve and care for come in and they're just burnt out. Yeah. I'm talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you ski? Are you a skier? No. Same. Mm -mm. I would like to be. Uh, I only went once uh, prior to recent, and that was when I was in college. We went to Kimberly Mountain in Vancouver, British Columbia, with a singing group that I was a part of in college named the Refreshment Company. And every senior year, at our senior year, we go to the hometown of the seniors in the group. And so we went to my hometown in Virginia Beach, and we went to um, Wise, Virginia for another singer's hometown, and we went to uh, Montana for Josh Dolezal. He was a good friend of mine and went to his home. Two great stories. Number one, went skiing. One of us broke our leg. That wasn't me. And uh, could have been because I fell 213 times. That's awful. We were dropped at the top of a mountain. Everyone else left. I was by myself and I'd never been on skis. And <laughs> just saying pizza slice doesn't mean, doesn't help you stop when you're going downhill 60 degrees, you know, down. So I fell constant. There are pictures of me because I was wearing like this jester's hat, which is appropriate. There are pictures of me in every possible human configuration. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that happened is uh, we had guitars and speakers and cables and uh, music stands and all this stuff. And so we had borrowed one of his parents' neighbor's um, Chevrolet Suburban. This was in 1997. And uh in Montana, that part of Montana, you're driving on snowpack, like 30 feet of packed snow on these roads. And all of a sudden, we're just driving all eight or nine of us in this vehicle. And we look over and we see this kind of orange light on the snow reflecting back. And we're like, oh, that's, that's pretty. You know, we realized well, the vehicle was on fire. So we pulled over, stopped, got everybody out. One of our members, whose name is Dottie, uh, was in the back and she couldn't get her seatbelt unbuckled. And, you know, we wrestled with that and finally got her out. Josh and I went back to get the music out of the back of the Suburban. And it was completely engulfed in thick black smoke. And there was it was hot. And there was no way we could get anything out. So we just went off to the other side of the road and watched as in 60 seconds, someone else's Chevrolet Suburban was fully engulfed in flames. My gosh. So some kind soul came and picked us up off the freezing road and uh, took us to somebody's house. I have no idea where we were. And then their car f- caught fire as well. <laughs> and then we all careened off of the cliff. <laughs> and uh, the owner of the car came. I'll never forget this. And this is where I learned this line, which I've heard since. He walked in, the owner of the car, whom, whose car we just destroyed you know, accidentally. He walked in and he said, well, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you like the play? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. So he was lovely. Turns out insurance filed a claim against Chevrolet. That car was 12 years old when that happened. And they said it was a faulty wiring system. And they replaced his Suburban with a brand spanking new one at no cost to him. Uh, Chevrolet did. And our insurance company replaced all of our guitars and amps and speakers and mics. And it ended up, you know, being a story I could tell on a podcast for That's podcasters awesome. who want to podcast for other podcasters. That's while podcasting. Yes, exactly. Well, General Motors, 12 years ago or however long ago that was, 15, 22 years ago. Oh, God. Not, Thank you. 
Sorry. So recently, Joy took me skiing, and it was apparent that I hadn't learned a thing since then. She's incredible at it. So you just literally like... I just fall constantly. After two days, I I picked it up, and I could stay up. And I could ski greens confidently and not be scared to death. But how sore were you by that time? I I mean, uh, that was two years and three months ago, and I'm just now able to stretch (laughs) my legs out. (laughs) Your legs. Oh, gosh. So talk to us about your need to unplug. My need to unplug is great. I need to, before we leave, you need to remind me to set a email away. Okay. What's it called? <laughs> like an out-of-office email? Out-of-office email. Automatic reply? Automatic reply. I need to set one of those. Mm-hmm. I just need to get away. I love work so much that it's becoming me. I'm just work. <laughs> That's who I am. I'm Jonathan. I'm, I'm work. work. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to get. I just want to get out. You know, I think that the machine can run without me. And a couple of podcasts ago, you said, "Well, do you really trust people?" You know. Yeah. And I guess the question, the answer was not necessarily, but not necessarily not. <laughs> right. So this is me trusting and just getting away. So a a little um, trick that I have a tool in my tool belt. Wouldn't it be funny if we walked around wearing tool belts? Yes, that would be awesome. In this profession, in these professions that yes, we're part of, I would have like aneurysm hooks and <laughs> tweezers and yeah, you have that trocar. Uh, probably that would be like a sword. Uh, like I wouldn't a, have like anything. A, I would just have words. words. Well, you'd have books. <laughs> you'd have just yeah, books have all books. around you. Um, a tool that I've I've learned, and this is for all of you out there, and and uh, this is something that I learned. Um, not directly from reading the Four Hour work, work Week by Tim Ferriss. That was my microphone again. It squeaks. I'm sorry. I never have heard. Have I heard that? Yes, before? and you commented on it recently in a recent episode. It's like a I mouse. Like, I, I just like freaked out and looked. It's like all my other joints. Uh, <laughs> I create instead of an. Um, I mean, you can create an automatic out of office reply for vacations, etc. On your email, and I think that's smart. And and also, just in general. I think it's important to um, have an email, automatic email reply that when any email comes to you, it replies saying, hey, I've gotten your email. Just want to let you know I'm considering it and I'll get back to you in due time. Um, But this falls into a necessary queue of other responsibilities. So you will be hearing from me, but it may not be immediate. So it lets people know, hey, he got my email, but I'm not going to be hearing back from him today, right? So it's you taking control of how you uh, manage your time. What if it's somebody that you're actually waiting to hear back from? So, like my well, friend John, I sent him an email the other night, and then he responds like, "I got your email. Thank you for that. I'll respond <laughs> when I can." Well, that's why I don't set it up as an automatic. What I do, I have created mm. in my phone. I went to, and I have an iPhone. I went to General. I went to Settings, General, Keyboard, and I create a keyboard text shortcut. So I wrote this message that says, thank you for your email. I have received it. I will get back to you as soon as my time will allow, and I appreciate your patience. This is important to me, so I want to give you the time you deserve. And I, I type three E's, E-E-E. And every time I type three E's, that whole message pops up. So I create that shortcut. So I'll get the email. I'll reply, E-E-E, send. And that's what they get. So that way I can do it specifically and particularly to that person. If you don't care and you're not waiting to hear from someone, you just create an out-of-office reply, mm-hmm. right? Same thing for text messages, although a, a more specific uh, response. I've received your text 
Unfortunately, I'm not able to reply in the way that I think you deserve at the moment because I'm tied up in meetings, but I'll, you will be hearing from me. And I use the three letters X, 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 because I'm never going to type three E's and three X's in a row. There are some people who would type three X's in a row frequently. Definitely, I'm sure. Um, and that pops up that text message, and then I hit send. And so people know, oh, he got my text, and you know he'll get back to me. Now, it doesn't matter to me that people might think, well, does he not know who I am? I got to stop real quick and just say, like, if you were going to the search bar and you typed in XXX because that was most a problem, but your emails keep popping, you're like, dang, you'd be the most frustrated porn addict ever. Or if people wanted to, like, do a, a search of my phone, like, what's the most frequent keystrokes? XXX, oh, like, great, lovely. That's funny. Sorry, continue. Your- so those are, those are just two um, kind of technological shortcuts to let people know that you're trying to take better uh, care of yourself and have better stewardship of your time as a custodian of your of your own care. Um, but you, you don't. We do not need to respond to emails and text messages immediately. And you and I have this understanding. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, you know, I didn't have my phone with me for three, six, about seven, seven and a half hours of the day because we were in a dance showcase where two of our girls were dancing. So I just left my my phone in my truck. And it was awesome. Like everybody in there was on their phones and then they were videoing. And then during the intermission, they were all on their phones. And it was like nice just to sit there and, you know, talk to my wife and other kids. My parents-in-law were in town to see the dance performance and got to talk with them. I wasn't preoccupied by my phone. It's so sad to see everybody so glued to their phones as if every text message that comes in is emergent. And I think ultimately we just know that we do just kind of want to feel needed back to another episode. Yeah. So I'm excited for you. I hope that when I text you saying, I hope you all are having a great trip, that you know that. I'll, immer- I'll immediately respond. I'm like, oh my God, we're doing <laughs> so well. I've received your text. It has now fallen in a queue because I want to give it as much time as you deserve. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome if you did that. I should. I'm going to try to remember that, but I probably won't. I'll send it to you. That's what I do. I just yeah. forget. I just text it to forget. you. I just forget, you know? You forget to... I just forget to take for, oh, care take of yourself. Care. Oh, touche. Yeah, sorry. Dang it. Yeah. What are some ways that you believe that you need to? Um, what are some ways that you think you need to employ? There's the word to get better about time management and self care. I think having consistency is key. I think that creating a calendar. Or, or honoring the calendar is important. You know, throughout the day, you need to allot so much time to so many things. And we've talked about it. I think you mentioned it, and I can't recall the exact amount of time. But mornings are mine. For instance, you know, like 8 to 10 is definitely just me and getting the grind going. This is work day, by the way. And then from 10 to 12 is kind of, I wouldn't say farting around, but, I mean, just kind of picking up some loose ends and then yeah. lunch and uh, I think honoring a schedule more mm-hmm. for me is going to be vital for my self care. Yeah, that's like very important, and like not veering off of that schedule. I'm getting a lot better at saying like, you know, thank you. Go to Alyssa. That's Alyssa, or that's so and so, or that's so and so. And delegation is crucial, but honoring a calendared event is very important too. Like there's. You know, a lot of things that can be put on a calendar. Yeah. A lot. Do you put your restroom visits on the calendar? No, I do not do that. 
Those so are, that's more of kind of a response reaction. That's, that's to a that's a that's a yeah emergent sense mm-hmm, of need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from all the coffee and so forth. So I just know for a fact that every four minutes I have a restroom break. <laughs> no kidding, you do have the bladder the size of a scorpion. They call it a Morris. They call it the Morris bladder. It's a real okay. thing. Yeah, I've read about it in the American Journal of Medicine. Yes. Yep. Aaron, John, and myself. I'm telling you, we drink a, a teaspoon of water when we're done for the day. Nathan and Megan came to our home and 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 uh, picked us up for our event this past weekend. And the event is uh, it's an eight minute drive. Um, we stopped twice. Uh, <laughs> that is entirely untrue. No. We stopped at one gas station. When we got to Dr. Carol and Joy's house, I did go. You went for- immediately to the restroom. Yeah. And then you went again before we left, and there was a 30 minute time lapse there. I did not go again. You, I went when we got to the convention center. Oh, yes. Okay. So there was two times in two 30 times minutes. Two times in 30 minutes. Yeah. That's what happens. I'm telling you. It's it's ridiculous. My dad, well, it's not funny to, to joke about this because diabetes runs in my family, but yeah. dad was like, do you think you need to go get te- tested for diabetes? I don't. Unless it's a genetic kind, which is uncommon for late onset adult, which is more likely like type two diabetes. Chances are you don't eat enough sweets either in your diet. I mean, do you? You mentioned eating lunch. Do you eat lunch? I eat. I eat very well and healthy. I mean, I really do. I never see you eat lunch unless we're having I to eat always it together. Eat lunch and I always get, I always get reamed because I always want the same thing. I'm just a creature of habit. I I eat to live. I do not live to eat. Yes. I, what do you What do you eat? If I lunch. could, I don't even know what it's called. Like it's that, like a salmon salad. It's pretty much like salmon, like wrap or yeah. or turkey wrap. It's not like the full bread stuff. I mean, I I like eating healthy. Yeah. The most unhealthy thing that I do is uh, physically to my body. Yeah. Would be drinking beer more than just two. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. No, I said, I said physical. Now, mental is probably not honoring calendars and all that stuff. Sure. I need to go on more runs. I went on a run the other day, and it was like... It's a natural endorphin release. It was... I, I experienced runner's high. Yes. Like, that's a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have to force myself to stop running. Like, I'll be dying. Yes. <laughs> I mean, because I hadn't ran and run, hadn't run. Right. And and uh, well, it's just now getting warm again. So yeah, three months easily. Well, and so I ran almost two two and a half miles, and I was getting it. That's great. And I had to stop because I was like, okay, if I don't stop, I will die. Yeah, but I wanted to keep going. I like to do that until I can feel one of my tendons snap in my leg. <laughs> um, I think that there are four primary hormones that help us. We've talked about this, I think, before. One of them is oxytocin. That's what they call the cuddle hormone. That's what gets released in our brain when we are um, being touched or touching someone or hugging someone or being involved in any sort of physical intimacy. Our brains are um, very fulfilled in oxytocin. So a good hug um, some good, you know, hand holding that kind of thing for you would be would be really helpful, and, and of course for me too. So you can tell Megan doctor's orders. We need to cuddle up, and you know, you can cuddle up on the plane, watch a movie today. But probably not. Really? I don't. I don't know. Do they? I can. Yeah, I mean, holding hands, head on shoulder, that kind of thing. Oxytocin, endorphins, running, dark chocolate. Spicy foods, a belly laugh, those are things that will naturally endorse endorphin. I mean, that will uh, release endorphins for you. And then, of course, dopamine and serotonin, time out in the sun, 
um, a good conversation, feeling accepted, accomplished, making a task list and striking things off, dopamine. Mm. Uh, the problem, of course, is this happens uh, for us too when we're either gambling, uh, doing drugs, of course, because that's a you know, synthetic way of doing it, and and then um, checking for likes on social media and seeing that someone has liked our stuff, another synthetic way of in, um, releasing dopamine. It's not a probably not as healthy a way. So taking some time away from technology, like I would encourage you, I know one of you will have to have your phone because you have children and you're leaving them in the hands of a stranger while you're gone. <laughs> um, so you'll need a phone in case awesome. they need you. But I would say, you know, do away with laptops, iPads. Um, what if I brought everything with me? <laughs> You'd like have guy, to open it all up. There was security. a guy in the podcast group that literally was at a Panera, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and he had yeah. opened up in this little booth this... He was recording at Panera. Did you see? He had a laptop. He could have cut a, down 98% of all that. Yeah, he could have just talked into his phone. Uploaded it was it from disastrous. Anchor. Yeah, it was disastrous. It's funny though. It was really funny. Makes for a great picture. Yeah, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna not stay connected. I'll be. <clears throat> I'll be sporadic. If I were you, I would just set a goal. You know, newer iOS uh, models. If you're an iPhone user, have a screen time manager. Oh yes. And you can set that to uh, alert you to, you know, you've exceeded 23 hours of screen time today. You might want to take a break. <laughs> 23 hours. So I, I set a goal. I, I think th- there are people that do that much time. Yes. Not, yes. Not, yes. Yes. They're not living. No. It's not for you or me to, to judge. That's true. I like that you said that. I want to switch gears and talk about that for a minute. Okay. I think that we are going to be happier. You keep Dr. Carroll has to look at his phone because he has staff meeting because I'm on vacation technically in six minutes and he has to conduct it. So he's trying to get down there. Want to be responsible. Yeah. I think that we will be far happier if we stop judgment. Yeah. On other people. Well, yes, ourselves, but let's talk about the other people. I mean, just let them be free to be themselves. Yeah. You know? We, I think judgment is uh, the fruit of negativity as is criticism. And the more we breed it, of course, the more we birth it. Yeah. So lots of negativity yields lots of judgment. And it, I don't know anyone who's been helped by it. I think it's really easy to not judge. Like there's that there's that switch. I can picture it. Well, I don't picture it, but I, I know it at the event, for instance, when people walk in, your f- first instinct is to like make a mental, almost like a, note about them mm-hmm. or a judgment but you stop yourself and you're yeah. like oh i'm glad they're here or make shift it to something positive yeah it's awesome it's it's really it's very easy freeing to do. and i can used to not be able to walk in those rooms you know previous podcasts i talk about how i don't like being around people um but having the ability to when i am around them to not throw dirt mental yeah. dirt is awesome like most things, it just requires intentionality. Yeah. Going into something saying, I'm going to look for everything that's lovely and beautiful and good. And if that's your mindset, you'll find what you're looking for. Yeah. If we're not intentional, I think we default to a more negative setting and we find what we're looking for there too. And end up being really ronery. Yeah. Ronery. That's a good word. Yeah, it's in a movie. I probably shouldn't say it. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, you have a couple of minutes, Dr. Carroll, to get down 17 flights of stairs. <laughs> down from the tower? Yes. Remember our first episode that we recorded at the top of the cell mm-hmm. tower? With the pigeon? So I wish that we could um, podcast remotely with my being here and you being there. And you want to uh, try it? You could t- yeah, we, could, we should try that. Although I think that would interfere with time with your wife, so probably shouldn't. You'll die trying, we'll die trying. If you did that, I think. I don't know. I'm all up for a challenge. Try it. I mean, what's what's going to hurt? The worst thing that could happen is it doesn't work. So Correct. It doesn't work if we don't try either. So what we could do is, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're going to do. So not this episode, but the next episode, of course, is going to sound absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Because terrible. I will be, you know, in my hotel room. I'll record it on my phone. Dr. Carol, you can record here in studio. And then we'll just make Brent. Ask Brent. Make Brent. <laughs> Brent. <laughs> Brent, I I'm sorry. Only ask. Yes, Never Brent, we'll ask Brent to help us. He's like this angel that we, he no one is. sees, but he's the only person who knows how to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. if Brent like called today and said, hey, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> we'd be like. I second that. There would be a Facebook post that says, due to unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> you'll die trying is deceased. Yep. Well, I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, coming back time and time again. Please be sure to give us a five-star review on your listening device and visit youldietrying.com. Have a great trip. Thanks, Dr. Carol. I'll see you when you get back. Everything will be fine here. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs>